Ramon. Razor Ramon. I come from the gutter. I know that. I got no education. Who needs it? Look at me. Look at me. Look at the gold. Look at my clothes. I'm a success. I'm coming to the WWF. All I want is what I got coming to me. The world, Chico. Everything in it. Hey, yo. off. Dreams come true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. the goosebumps man i'm telling you real quick that was put together oh we're starting again that was put together by the boss good job boss beautiful tribute boss thank you for that beautiful tribute Ooh, okay oh. with that with that in mind eric i really think it's time that we uh we have a survey here well i just want to know everybody out there in pop culture pro land we're here doing the Scott Hall Tribute Show. AZ and TT are here on the Just Too Sweet Show. And if it wasn't for Scott Hall, we wouldn't be doing this show right now. So I want to know. I want to know, have all you people come here to see Granny's Peach Tea? No? Hmm. Have you come here to watch Put It In The Books? 
or did you come here to watch the Just Too Sweet show? Hey, yo. Hey, Tim. Survey says one more for the good guys. Goosies, I got them. Oh, man, I got them. Welcome to a very, very special episode of the Just Too Sweet Show, episode number 72. But that's all bullshit. We're going to forget about all that crap for today because we are here to pay tribute to one of the greats, Mr. Scott Hall. Passed away yesterday at the age of 63. It sucks. Another childhood uh, idol icon taken away from us. That means we're getting old. And it does sucks. Hello, Bambi. Hello, boss. Boss, again, phenomenal job on that video. It was outstanding. Thank you, boss. Uh, I watched it like three times already, so it was pretty cool. I caught it right um, on YouTube when he put it up. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really good. So today, you know, this show is going to be just, just all Scott Hall all day. We might go 20 minutes. We might go 30, go an hour. We might go three hours. Who knows? It depends on how we're feeling. Um, I mean, where do we lead off even, Eric? Where do we, how do we even lead off this this, this show right now? Well, um, I think we got to just, uh, I mean, I know uh, Pop Culture Pros and everybody has uh, has posted a lot of stuff, but I think I want to say, I'm, I'm going to speak for both of us. I'm going to say on behalf of the Just Too Sweet show, on behalf of Tim, on behalf of me, we just want to send out all, our, all the best to Scott's family, um, all his close friends. Uh, we want to wish you all well. We want to, we hope you guys get through this. Uh, we want you to know Scott meant um the absolute world to us i mean obviously we we named our show after after the um, nwo and and scott hall and kevin nash and just too sweet is just is there is one of their calling uh cards and we we just you know and tim and i i mean i mean we'll get into it i'm sure but you know this goes back a long ways for tim and you and i because tim and i have been a family we're going to go into how long that, that Scott Hall has affected our lives and been in our lives. But um, like I said, on behalf of the Just Too Sweet show and speaking for Pop Culture Pros, uh, uh, RIP, Scott, we miss you already. I mean, this was a blow to me uh, and it was a big blow to Tim, too. Uh, the, you know, you're talking like, you know, the, we were Scott was a hero of ours. And um, we just want to wish his kids, his, his, his ex-wife. His whoever you know, his girlfriend, whoever he's in his life right now, who meant a lot to him, is and everybody, Kevin Nash, uh, X Pac, yeah, the Click, the Click. You know, we just we're heart, our hearts are with you guys, and uh, you know, we're just we're we're with you, we're behind you. And Scott was a truly amazing man. Uh, you know, despite all of all the controversies he was involved in, all the bullshit. You know, that's bullshit. This guy was a great man. He was a, he was a, he was a very very. Um, he was a great, down-to-earth, understanding human being. He was smart. Um, he was funny. He's very caring. 
and he was up front and he was honest and he never hid anything and he was always he always shot straight with you and that's another thing why uh scott hall meant a lot to me but um yeah that's you know tim he's just you know you and i this goes back 30 years man we've been well we, you know you know what i was, was going to say you've told the story a couple times but maybe for some of the new people you should tell it one more time uh, of course, Scott was known in WWF as his original character was Razor Ramon, which was mm-hmm. a knockoff of kind of Tony Montana with the mm-hmm. gold, the accent, the toothpick. Um, so back in high school, I'll let you tell the actual story, but I'll, I'll give the brief thing. Uh, back in high school, you know, random day, walking through the hallway. I used to, I have a chain that I used to wear, gold chain, you know, big gold chain with this cross on it. And. Eric comes up to me and says, Tim, I need to borrow your chain. And that's that's a weird request. You know, you borrow money. You borrow sugar. You borrow, you don't borrow someone's chain. He's like, no, no, no. Let me borrow your chain and, and, and go sit down in Mr. Markham's club. Mr. Markham was our English teacher. He was a cool dude. He's very tolerant to a point. <laughs> so he's like, he's like, let me borrow your chain and, and go sit down. I said, all right. I sat actually right in the front row, right in the first seat. Eric, you can take it from there. So I, I, uh, and I'll give backstory, more backstory on it as, you know, as the show goes on. But I told Tim, I said, all right, man, I said, I need your chain. I said, and I said, just go sit down, man. I said, believe me, just, just trust me. And he, Tim, Tim literally looked at me like this. Like he just kind of like, he's like, he's like, all right. All right. I said, dude, trust me, just go into Markham's and sit down. I said, I'll be, I'll be in just as the bell rings. So I ran to the bathroom quick and I, I had, I had longer hair back then. I actually had a full head of hair and I slicked it back. And I think I had a tank top or something on underneath or whatever, but I know I changed my shirt. I think I had just a, I think I had a, a cutoff on or something, but I took that off and I walked in Markham's room. I went to the toothpick. cafeteria. I went toothpick. to the cafeteria. Yep. I got a toothpick and I walked in and I had the gold chain. I had the toothpick in my hand. I walked in the room. I kind of, I think I did the whole, I think I did this when I walked in and I, wa- I was looking around at people. I'm just going like this, you know, Whatever and Markham, of course, Markham knew my antics and Tim and I's bullshit, but he was kind of stumped a little bit. He's uh, <clears throat> this this is a new one. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, this is a new one. <clears throat> Excuse me for my voice, everybody. I've been getting over this bad cold. Um, but so I walked in and Markham's standing right in front of the class. Tim's Tim and everybody's right in the front and everybody's there. And I'm I walked in. I looked around. I went. I took the I took the go. Actually, no, I didn't undo it. It, it, it was one of those that would come right off like that. So I yeah, took, it could fit over your head back then. Yeah, yeah. I took it off and I handed it to him, and he kind of like he kind of like put his hands out like this, and he he took it, and I went, "Hey, Lenny, <laughs> something happened to the goal. Something gonna happen to you." And I flicked the toothpick right at him, and he was in utter astonishment bewilderment <laughs> and pissed off all at the same time and i don't think he knew what emotion to go with no he didn't and I, and I just i wiped my feet like Greg razor did and i walked back to my my seat and i just sat down i think i had another toothpick in my ear too i put the toothpick back in he said i just remember i'll never forget it he goes mr zant i'll see you after class i was like score and, I, and i'm just sitting there like this you're you're just yeah, dude. You were trying. I'm, try, I'm trying not to laugh. I'm yeah, trying not to, but then I'm also like, can I have my chain back? Yeah, because you were. I remember you're like, after class, you're like, yo, you got that chain? I said, yeah, because that was a real cold chain, man. That was not a, that was not. Uh, but um, that 
that kind of goes into like, um, <clears throat> excuse me again. <clears throat> I apologize, everybody. Um, it goes into, see, Tim and I have been lifelong wrestling fans and Tim and I have been friends for over 30 years. But when Tim came to high school, uh, at our high school, uh, like I said, everybody knows story. Tim and I just immediately clicked. We were always, Tim and I have always been close friends. We still are today, but our, our love of, I mean, we share a lot of, uh, common things. We love, both love sports. Um, we both love, uh, we both love, there's a lot of music that we both love. Uh, we share, um, long walks on the beach. Uh, you know, stuff like that. No, I'm, I'm kidding. But Hungarian no, cabinet making. Yeah, yeah, cabinet making, antiquing. But no, Tim and I, uh, wrestling is where we really were the foundation of, of a lot of it. And um, Tim and I, like, every, I just happened, like, when, when Kevin Nash came and Razor was there, like, and they were even separate entities, like, because we were always Shawn Michaels fans, always Bret Hart fans. Like, we used to, we, and during, you know, you know how you have uh, in-between classes, like the five minutes to get back? We would cut promos on people like he would be mm-hmm. HBK, I'd be Diesel, or he'd be you know whoever, and I'd be whoever. Like we just always cut promos. We were always Kevin, even before there was an NWO, before there was a click, before there was like um, when Kayfabe was still real. Like we were real fans of these guys. Like we love we love Shawn Michaels, we love Kevin Nash, we love Scott Hall, Razor Ramon. Um, you know, and we were just always they were always our go to guys because they were. Because they were assholes, they were arrogant, they were brash, and that's how we were. Like that's how we like to fool around in school. So that's kind of like where this whole Scott Hall um, thing comes from. From us, we've always been. Um, and I was a fan. Like I, I, I've known Scott Hall for a year. I used to get all the after magazines, and I knew who he was. And I remember him as the Diamond Stud. I remember when he's in the AWA. But Tim and I really, um, this was kind of the start of our like chicanery. You know, all our nonsense, like, and we just like, every, I'm, I, and I'm not lying to you. You can even ask all our class, like every day we would have a, and, and, and it would be even something simple like this. I would be coming down the stairs and Tim would be standing over here and he would yell out something like he'd go, Hey, yo. And I would look over, I go Chico. And it's just, we could just do it like that. Well, a lot, a lot of times it was usually, um, Flair and Sid too. That was a big mm-hmm. one back then. And I used to see Eric from coming towards me or. Even not even coming to me, just down at the other end of the because this school was like one long hallway. Yeah. So I used to see him at the other end, and I would just go into flare. I would say, "Bright lights, long limousines, any woman we want." And then I'd hear from the other end, "Woo!" Woo. That's it. And then you get yelled Dude. at. You get yelled at. Then you move on. We get yelled at. We we had a couple detentions. We've been in trouble. You know. It is, but you know what? There there was nothing more worth it than doing anything like that. But uh. That's where a lot of it, so that's the, the root and basis of of our 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 adoration for Scott Hall. We've always been a fan of his. Um, he's always been a big part of our life. And um, Tim, I'll let you go uh, further into this because you know, obviously, we we graduated, we got we both went on with our lives. We still stayed in contact, but because you'd come up, you know, periodically, and we'd get together, we hang out. But like, how cool was it? Like when you came up that one time. And he, you, you didn't say hello. You didn't say anything. He goes, this is what Tim said to me. He walks up to me. He goes, I just got to know one thing. Are you NWO for life? And I went, for life. We are just new right there. We didn't even say anything to each other. And 
you know, Tim, that kind of culminated again, like this whole, the whole outsiders, everything. Am I right? Or of course, which led to yeah. this show, like I said, yeah, which, which is fantastic. Uh, let's get caught up real quick. Uh, yeah, get, tribute, yes, for Bambi. Yes, absolutely. Thank the you, boss Bambi. wrote for life. Boss invite. That was a great tribute. Boss. Thank you. Putting that together. Thanks, yes. Boss. Carolyn, amazing tribute. Ginny, welcome to the show, Ginny. She's from double, uh, double O deep dive. Her oh, mother-in-law is such a big fan of his. Yeah, so was, Jenny, so was my mother. My mother was a huge fan of his. Which you, you I, know, had, I had to tell her that he passed away. She was in shock. You know who liked Razor Ramon too? My father. He thought really? he was cool. My That's father cool. liked Razor Ramon. Bambi likes the story of of the uh, of, of Mr. Markham and Frank. I raised him to sign my autograph book. Awesome. Nice, Terzio. Sometime you should uh, all your memorabilia and mementos. We should bring you on. You should show us some of this stuff, you know, as long as you don't start talking about the Mets and shit. That's fine. <laughs> Which, yeah, please, please, please. This is not, not, especially not today. This especially special, not today. This is a special day for us today. This is a special day for us. Um, Now, did you get to meet him or Nash or Eric? I No, I never got to uh, meet Scott Hall. He was actually at a... So back then, when indie shows weren't really called indie shows, they were just like, like indies were really, you got to remember, the territories were just falling apart. And uh, the WWE or WWF, ECW, WCW, they're really the only big ticket anymore in town. So all the other organizations, like, like you know, USWA was still there, but like there was no Crockett anymore because that was absorbed by WCW. AWA was done. So the little spot shows that these independent promoters put on, um, I was actually at a show in Syracuse and Scott Hall was actually at a show in, I believe, I believe it was, or was he in Syracuse? And I was, maybe I was in Herkimer, one of the two, but we were, and a couple of guys I knew were at that show because at the show I was at, um, who was there? I, it'll take take me a minute to think who was. There. I think Tatanka and a couple other guys were there. But at the show my buddies were at, Scott Hall was there. He because the WCW was just making their way north, like they were just starting to do shows in um, you know, upstate and stuff. And I think it was like around 2000 when he was kind of in and out of uh, of the WCW. You know, I remember how he's kind of he floated mm-hmm. around a little bit. Yeah, he did like spots at like ECW and shit like that. He was actually at a show. He didn't wrestle, but he showed up and did his little spiel and shit. He did, and somebody else did. I can't remember who it was. Uh, but anyway, I remember him calling me, telling me, he goes, oh, dude, because I was I was torn. I didn't know whether I should go wrestle on the Syracuse show or the Herkimer show. And I just chose the, Her- the Syracuse show for lack for no other reason than it was just easiest for me to get to because so it's closer, closer, right? Yeah. It was a little closer because Herkimer, you got to go all the way up Route Eight, and then all these. It's it was it's just it was a pain in the ass. So, you know, I just went to Syracuse, but he's like, "Oh man," he goes, "You missed Scott Hall. He was hanging out with us in the back. He was telling stories." He goes, "Oh, it was so great." I was like disappointed because I was like, "Fuck, I really wish I could have met Scott." But I never met him. I never met Nash. I was about three or four feet away once from Triple H in Bethlehem. Um, Sean Michaels, I was, I, I ran into him backstage in Binghamton once. Um, he was a dick, but that was, was still cool. Cause he was a dick. I already was um, a dick. Yeah. He was a total dick. And he's like this tall. Like I was, and that, <laughs> that's when kayfabe really started getting to me. Like I was new, I was still training. So I wasn't really a wrestler. This is the, 
when I saw Sean. I wasn't really um, a, a professional wrestler yet. I was still training. And, like, you know, I never I, – I because, you know, Tim, like, we always thought, like, you know, everybody's what they say they are, 6'1 and 250 and whatever. I mean, Shawn Michaels was maybe five foot eight, 175 pounds, maybe 80 pounds. He was muscular, but man, he was small. I was like, wow. But yeah, no, I, I never got to meet uh click guys. I don't, I'm trying to think, I don't think I ever got to meet X-Pac. Um, no, I didn't. I didn't. So and, and, I missed yeah. out on the click. Well, they, you know, when once Jackson was into wrestling back, and of course he's out of it already because that's how teenagers work. Yeah, uh, kids never stay with anything. I was lucky enough to meet Nash first in in Scranton at mm-hmm. that baseball stadium with him, Mick Foley, and and uh, Nash is really not that he's he's cool, but he's business standoffish, right? It, like kind of like it's, no, it's a business. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here to give you an autograph and take a picture, but it's business. It's not. Yeah, you know that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then I heard that they were going to be in Long Island, and I said, we're going. We are no going because it, it was him and Nash. So I, we got those tickets. I got online. I finally got to meet Nash. The best part of Scott Hall was I was wearing uh, a Wolfpack shirt. The Wolfpack, of course, is Nash, Hall, and uh, Six, Xbox. And I bought a shirt specifically offline, online, for that show. And he saw the shirt, and the only thing Scott Hall said to me was, bro, that's a sweet Wolfpack show, bro. And I was like, yes. Awesome. I was like, yes. That's so Cause, awesome. Because I said they don't really talk to you. They just really kind of like because you know there's so many people online. Yeah. I understand they can't really. But he was like, yo, it's a sweet little <laughs> back. And they told Jack, why don't you come around with me, little man? You come around in between me and Nash. And like I was, I didn't give a shit. I was like, you know what? They're, they're not speaking to me, but that's fine. It's, it's all about the kid anyway. Yeah. So we got that one picture with them. Um, probably one of the best days of my life. Really was. That's awesome, dude. And that was that so Scott right cool. after he just made his big recovery. So, and speaking of, do you want to get into that whole fuck the universe thing? Like, how how, how do you go through all the shit he went through? He recovered. He lived. I mean, he literally was on the verge of death yeah. five, ten years ago, whatever it was. Yeah. He had that horrible showing at that show where that yeah. that promoter should have been killed immediately oh, for dude. for letting him go out there in that shape. Hundred um, percent. Recovers, makes a full recovery, living a great life, dies from a goddamn blood clot because of hip surgery. You know what, universe, up yours. Yeah, that's that's such bullshit. That, that's but, why I think that's why I think it's so it's hard to accept the fact that he's dead because he didn't die from the drugs, from the from the pills, from the alcohol. He died from goddamn blood clot from a from a, sur- a routine surgery. Yeah, horrible, it, horrible. It, it is horrible. Um, you know that being said, I mean I'm sure. I mean because he had a pacemaker, mm. and I'm sure that the undue stress from uh, oh yeah, years of abuse. I get that. Well, I was gonna say even even the the surgery itself, like getting put under, being on whatever you know, like on the operating you know, or pre-op, however it went. I don't know the details of it or what happened, but that's a lot of stress, especially you know for somebody like okay, like we said, he's had a substance problems. He's been a wrestler, and that's punishment on your body. Mm. Um, but you know what he put himself through. And as long as he did live, I, I'm amazed. And, you know, I think he was too. And I know he was grateful. But he like was. you said, like you said, dude, like why is Vladimir Putin alive? Yeah. And why did <laughs> why did they take Scott Hall from us? You know what I mean? The fucking exactly. universe, the universe can fucking suck it right now. Exactly. Like, That's how I feel. And and it, it's kind of tough for me this week because I had a really good friend pass away earlier in the, uh, in the week. 
um, a really close family friend of ours, and he passed away. He he succumbed to cancer finally, and he was like my brother's best friend growing up. He was like I knew him um, all my life. He was like another brother to me. Um, so it's like that that really hit me. And then this happened. It's like fuck, man. This you know what a shitty fucking week. It's, and it's and you know what? Real, real quick, I, I don't want to just you know real quick though. I also want to say uh, Regal does have some serious health concerns. Did you, you did. Okay. You he did does. see that. Yep. He does. And I, I wasn't paying attention to his speech he made on, on dynamite last week, but it seems to be almost a ultimate warrior type. I'm going to die soon speech. Really? It was cryptic. That, that's why people were like, I think he's really sick. Or no hurt. Shit. So we got that. And then not a death, thank God, but uh big Shoot. E from the new day took an overhand suplex, landed on his goddamn head, broke his neck. And they're saying he's done. They're saying he's I, done. He I can't wrestle it. ever again. I wouldn't doubt it. So it's a horrible week for wrestling. This is a horrible week to horrible be a wrestling week. fan this week. It really, week. really is. It was. This um, is. A, this has been such a tough. It's already been a tough month. I mean, it's just sucked. Bambi and I were actually discussing that uh, the other day about you know because she had an untimely, um, a horrible incident happen in her life, and you know we were talking about stuff like this. I was telling her about my friend that passed away, and then Scott Hall passed away. That's how we got on the subject of it. And she's like, you know, this has been one of the worst months. I said, it has. It really has. It's, just, it's terrible. Well, let's let's talk a little about Scott Hall. Uh, I wa- yeah. ended up watching his documentary again. As soon as I heard that he was in the coma, I was like, oh, geez, he ain't going to pull out of this. Because once, once, once I hear life support, I'm like, oh, man, here we go. Yeah. So I, I ended up watching the documentary. He- Maybe some people don't realize that he actually killed somebody. Yeah. It was in self-defense, yeah. but he was he, back in the day, he was a bouncer. He was still pretty big. He yep. was a bouncer, though, at a strip club. This is uh, before he was a wrestler, I think, too. This before he was a wrestler. Yeah. This is what led to him becoming a wrestler because, yep. uh, you know, he, 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 he almost went to prison. Yep. Uh, he, he he said, too, in the documentary, you never get involved with the girls at the club that you work at, but he ended up doing so. She had a boyfriend. He showed up with a gun. They started wrestling around, fighting for the gun. Gun goes off. Blew the guy's head off. Oh, it didn't hit him in the chest. It hit. It blew his head off. Oh, he said he, he said he was wow. covered in he was covered in blood. The cops had to come. You know, uh, they they realized that it was self defense. The guy was trying to kill him. You know, he's just trying to get the gun away. It was an accident. But yeah, still, he didn't actually shoot him. He no. it was they were wrestling away and it went off. Yeah. yeah. But still, that's gotta that's gotta screw you up. That's. I mean, Kevin Nash said he had PTSD from it. I mean, that's... which. Which is, I said, if you if you realize later on, he missed it too. This PST is what led to the drinking and oh, all that stuff later on in life. Because he never dealt with the fact that he saw a guy's head get blown off and he was covered in the poor guy's blood. And it was a part of, he was part of the whole situation, yeah. So yeah, that, that's mean, gotta be, dude, I, I can't imagine that happening to me. Like, I don't know what I would do. Like, I mean, that's, 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 that's traumatic for anybody. Like, And so not to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> Not to deal with it for years. You went right to the bills and right to the right to the, the pills and stuff. Yeah, and the alcohol, all that, you know, and the wrestling and then the debauchery that all those guys get into. It's just so he really went like he really went into the worst kind of situation that he could, like other than being a rock star, you know, that wrestlers like but yeah. yeah. So from that, he decided to, you know, he, he started going to the gym, started lifting weights, and he knew exactly where all the wrestlers were hanging out. So he would go to every – he had memberships to five gyms. 
not because he liked the workout that much, because he knew where all the wrestlers were. So he'd yeah. go gym to gym. Uh, he actually, of all people, Kevin Sullivan, of all people, is the guy who really got him interested in the business. And uh, he he started working out Kevin Sullivan. Kevin Sullivan started, you know, telling him what, he, what, what it takes, what it doesn't take. But the one guy we all got to give credit to, and another guy, rest in peace, is Mr. Perfect Kurt Henning. Is really the guy who started, started him on his path. Which again, awesome. That's like an awesome story. The fact that it was Kurt Henning of all people. Yeah. Who got him going. Um, and they were actually tag team champions in the uh in the AWA. Yeah. I actually cool. read too, Tim, that Vern at a at a time like and AWA was slowly going downhill, but mm-hmm. he saw enough in Scott for because you know what? One thing nobody ever takes away from Scott Hall is that he is actually a really, really good worker. Mm-hmm. He's a phenomenal worker. He understands ring psychology. He cares about the business. That's why he never cared if he had to put somebody over or whatever, because he's like, dude, it's, 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 it's what you do for people. You know what I mean? It's a sign of respect. Like, you know, if we're, <clears throat> if you and I are having a feud and I come to, I come to the, uh, the Elks Lodge in, in uh Queens Boulevard, on, it, Queens Boulevard. on Queens Boulevard and <laughs> that, that's where it is we're working a match I'm like well no man this is Tim's backyard I'm putting him over tonight in front of his people or if you came to you know well you you're from deposit but if like if you came to like uh or if we met in a neutral place like you know in like Middletown or something you're like oh, I'll put you over man you know that's what you do it's yeah. a sign of respect for for um you know and Scott was all about that and he was and he was really, he was really straight up, dude. He was really cut and dry. He was straight up. He didn't bullshit. Um, and like I said, he was a phenomenal worker. And he always gets, he's always the one from the click. I mean, obviously, other than Triple H now, but back then, Triple H was young. But um, you know, well, Sean was even in the big. He was in '84. Is when. Right. Uh, well, I'm when saying Scott like Hall started when they all when they all compare the click. They always say. I mean, especially with the outsiders or the NWO, like Scott Hall was the guy that actually could could work. He could wrestle. Because mm-hmm. Kevin Nash is a big guy. Kevin Nash shouldn't be a Bret Hart or a Mr. Perfect. No, he's he wrestles big, like a big guy. Yeah, he's a big guy, and it's unfair to criticize him for just doing elbow. Oops, hit myself. Elbows, <laughs> um, you know, power bombs or big boots. Like that's what giants do. Like when mm-hmm. you're seven feet tall, you're not doing hurricane ranas and fucking five star splash or whatever the fuck they are. You know, you don't do that. Like so that's what that's what that's what Sean Waltman's for. Yeah, that's what Sean Waltman and <laughs> HBK are for. But like dude, but Scott was an overall well rounded in ring worker. He could work the mic good. Um I, I he and he's like you said, like when we were going back, he's always been one of my favorites. I I enjoyed him as the dynamic and stud. He was jacked back then. He was jacked. They used to call him Magnum P I they said they called him Magnum P U. Because yep. he had the big Tom Selleck mustache, but he was yoked. Dude, he was. And that was before a, he shaved his chest hair. He had all, all the yeah. hair and everything. And yeah, I mean, he was yoked. He was when he, huge. when he was Diamond Stud, dude, he was jacked up, dude. He was big. Well, talk was, about that because I said, you, I know you're familiar with that. I wasn't watching back then. Diamond Dallas Page is the one who met him, became friends with him, and brought him into WCW yep. as the Diamond Stud. And he, I said, he, he even tagged with. Kevin Nash back then when they were well, he was freaking Oz, which is the worst gimmick and one of the worst gimmicks in the history of man. Yeah, that um, was. Well, I can tell you the story behind that. It's uh, the AWA was folding. 
<clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> I apologize, guys. Excuse me. Um, the AWA was folding, and Scott was looking for work. So he went to, like, Japan for a little bit. It went to NWA Central States, did spot shows. But he got into Crockett, and he was actually – you can look it up on YouTube. He actually did some enhancement matches. Like, he wrestled Sid. He wrestled a couple other guys. I mean, he won and lost a little bit, but he was just big Scott Hall. He had the handlebar mustache, mm-hmm. the curly hair. Um, so what happened was he was, you know, it wasn't really like nothing was going anywhere. But when Paige came in, Paige said, hey, look, man, he goes, come on back. Um, I'm going to pitch an idea, repackage you. He goes, part of my thing. So he became the diamond stud. So then and he, he was just, oh, yeah, he was just a manager back then. Page was he was kind DDP, of a, DDP didn't become a wrestler until he was forty, right? I mean, but he still he wrestled, he did wrestle a little bit, like he did wrestle a little bit, but not not much. But Page managed Johnny Polo, who was uh, or not Johnny P, but he was actually he was back then he wasn't he was Scotty Scotty Flamingo, mm-hmm. he was Scotty Flamingo, and then uh, Kevin Nash came in as Oz, and one of the for like a couple oh, wow. months he wrestled as Oz. They teamed up, and it was really cool. Yeah. Uh, but Vinny, well, then he became. It's too bad that they didn't meet up as Vinny, Vinny Vegas and Diamond Stud. They may have. I don't know. That I don't. That would have been a good combo, actually. It would have been, but it would have um, made sense. But yeah, Scott went from that to Diamond Stud, and then um, he uh, called up Vince or whatever, however that got pitched, and then he uh, became Razor. So that was great. Oh well, yeah, he 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 said to Vince, "Do you have any ideas?" And he said, "Well, actually, no. Vince is the one who said, have you ever seen uh Scarface, and he said, "Well, that's actually one of my favorite films of all time." And I said, "Well, say hello to the bad guy." To the bad guy, and that's how it all became. And and let's let's we talk about right now. Great, I wish we could play them all, but I'll get in freaking uh, screamed at by YouTube or whoever. But how great were Razor Ramon's vignettes coming in? Because you know it was like a month before, two months before they started showing all the vignettes of him. It was about six weeks. Yeah, phenomenal. Some of the best vignettes of all time. They were so great. Talking about the chicas. Because let me tell you something. You you either loved him in those vignettes, or you fucking hated him. And And it was like week to week. It's like, dude, this guy's great. Oh, this guy's kind of a dick. This guy's fantastic. Like, you you could not not get your attention. He got your attention. Let's just put it that way. Either either way that you reacted to that was was what they were aiming for. Because they're kind of like probably thinking like, okay. The chicks are going to dig him. The guys are going to hate him. And then they're like, if the guys hate him, that's even better. They're going to show up. And because obviously, you know how it works with heels. You want everybody to fucking hate you because they're, they're actually paying money to see heels get their ass kicked by the baby face. It's true. You know? So it's like, but dude, they were some of the most phenomenal, phenomenal vignettes. And when he look finally up, showed up, it was, look it up was all of vignettes on, on Razor Ramon when you can. I said, I'd play a couple of them, but we get yelled at by YouTube. I watched, I, I watched a few. Actually, I was watching a few last week. I would, I periodically, I, I go deep diving into Razor Ramon because I've always been a Razor fan. Always been a Razor fan. Always, I mean, way, way I know you have. Yeah. I said, you always been the bad guy. That's why I said, you always been the bad guy. And that's I why I, be, I became, guy. I became Big Daddy Cool because, uh, so. You know, it's, well, been, you, it's are, been, you are Big Daddy Cool. <laughs> well, as I said, it's been it's not a new name just for the show. It's been since yeah. high school. It's, We've you been know. we have been the outsiders before, technically before the outsiders knew they were going to be the outsiders. <laughs> and you know, I said real quick, Eric, I always say this a lot. I know we've mentioned this before on this show. How bad would it have been if the NWO and DX were around that we were in school? 
Dude, I, think, I, been, I think we would have got suspended. We would have been. We would have been actually. I'm. I'm not. And I'm not like. I'm not engaging in hyperbole here, dude. We would have been kicked out of school because <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I would have been telling every teacher to suck it. I would have gotten on the PA system and done surveys, um, dude. We would have been just going in the lunchroom and trash and shit. I would have got. I, I would have got T-shirts and like held them up. Say, you want in? You want who wants to yeah. join the end of put the t-shirt on them? That's it. You're part of the NWO now. And then yep. oh my god, it would have been great. Thank God it didn't come out until dude. Within a week, we would have had we would have had about 25 of our friends walking around with NWO. And we would have been a pack too, like walking together. Like nobody would have fucked with us. Then, then knowing that town, we would have been labeled like a gang or uh... we would have been labeled a gang. We probably would <laughs> the cops probably would have been called, and you know, then all of a sudden we'd be satanic and you know, oh, oh my god, god. it would have been great. It would have been great. I, I bet they're on the reefer. You know, like <laughs> uh, Chris, uh, we just discussed that. Uh, I met him just at a couple years ago at a at a uh, indie signing at a big time wrestling. It's called a, him and Nash were there. It was pretty awesome. Uh, Raul's throwing up great vignettes during the days of WWE. Absolutely, hundred percent. He did. Uh, well, great worker. He never won the world championship. You know what? He never needed to win the championship. No, you know. What? I think the um, IC belt was perfect for him. It was perfect. It was, and I don't want to like. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hang on just a second. Um, thank you. Anyway, I don't want to like, and this is not a dig or a slight to um, Raul. Um, don't take that this way, Raul. But, and it isn't just Raul. And he's not actually coming out and saying this, but a lot of people have, like, a lot of fans, a lot of uh, smart marks, always compare all their wrestlers. They say, like, well, you know, they never won a world championship. Well, you know. I hate sounding like Bruce Pritchard, but you know it's all a work. Mm-hmm. That being said, it isn't because like it it it's based on your popularity. It's based on it's obviously based on your skills as a worker and your overall the overall impression the booker gets. So the thing is, is like you know, wondering why a lot of these guys didn't win world championships. You got to understand what it takes to be the world champion. You're literally carrying the company on your shoulders you Mm -hmm. are the benchmark for that company like real quick real quick side story i will i rewatched the dynamite kid uh dark side of the ring and i dove deep into some youtube shoot interviews from like jacques rougeau and all these other guys that talk about it and um there were and bruce pritchard talked about it he was there and it's like fuck i don't know where i was going with this um but it's like when you um, this world championship thing, it's like, you know, you're, you're, it, it doesn't, you know, Scott Hall was a worker's worker. Like he did what was best for the company. He did what was best for his, you know, I mean, you, you, you're ultimately at the end of the day, you're doing what's best. Cause number one, to, to make money, number two, to put asses in seats and like, um, I, don't, I have no idea. I had a good segue to the Dynamite <laughs> Kid thing, but I, I fucking totally forgot. I'm stoned. Well, let's put it this so. way. Charles Barkley, one of the greatest players of all time, no championships. Doesn't mean anything. But no. let's let's put it this way. At that time, the early 90s to the mid-90s, people want to joke about it, but it's absolutely true. The click controlled the, the, the business, basically. I mean, oh. Vince and Vince, look, Vince knew it. Vince loved it. Vince egged them on. He admits that. If you watch the click special, he admits it. They were the yeah. money makers. They were the guys. So let's put it this way. If Scott Hall wanted to win the world title, he would have won the world title. 
Maybe, yeah. Because Shauna would have put him over. Kevin Nash definitely would have put him over. You know what I'm saying? Triple H wasn't ready yet. He was still no. the new guy. And and obviously, Sean Waltman's not going to win the world title. No. Um, but, but if, if Razor turned around to them and said, yo, I want the title, they would have gave it to him. Yeah. And I, have, I have a feeling Vince Sue would have said, yeah, that, that makes sense to me. Let's, yeah. have, let's have you win the title. But he wasn't that kind of dude. And the IC belt just fit him. It fit him. I don't know what it was about it, the belt, but it fit him. It fit. It, it fit the Macho Man. It fit Honky Tonk Man. It, it, it that Mr. belt, per, Mr. Did, Perfect, Mr. Uh, Perfect. It just fits. Yeah, Mr. Perfect yeah. never won the world title. Right. You can take away anything from Mr. Perfect. No, Hell no, no. Hell no. No. Doesn't mean shit that he never won the world title. Um. The- the, the click did have a lot of influence. Um, I don't think they had as much as they thought they did. That's, no, that's, what, that's what I mean by Vince. Vince. I think Vince saw. Vince said, "Okay, look, this the direction money. they're going in. Yeah, you know, these guys are obviously doing a lot." But I think towards the end, I think that he was wise. Like, yeah. but when they threw he, him if a you swerve, watch that special, but if you watch that special, he says. I, you know, they caused a lot of problems, but those problems were good for the company. They, it carry, it created competition. Right. It created a right. spark. It created everything. So while they, it, it, even Sean Waltman says it, no one told Vince what to do. No. Nobody. If it didn't, if, and, it, if he didn't want to do it, it wasn't happening. And he goes, none of the five of them never went to Vince and said, you do this or I'm out of here. No. And no, the no, people no. that did do, uh, <clears throat> Shane Douglas, yeah. got the fuck out. Yeah, you tell you you're telling me you what to do. Have a nice day, Shane. Go to WCW and be nothing. Yeah, the thing is, is like when they threw. I I think Vince didn't see the swerve, and I know that he understood they wanted money. But the '90s in the mid in the mid '90s, the business everything tanked. Baseball cards, oh, yeah. um, comic books, comic wrestling. Books. It all it all it was at a low. And Vince knew that, and these guys needed to make money. And at the time, business was low; he couldn't pay him. I don't think he saw. I think he had in his mind Kevin Nash, maybe because he had big plans for Kevin Nash. But when I think when they said they were leaving, I think first Vince didn't take him seriously because I think there was a deal where Kevin said, "Look, can you just give me X and I'll stay?" And Scott said it. that he wants to match it. Just match it. We don't want to leave. Yeah, that's the and, just match what they're offering. I don't want to leave. Neither one. I don't. I don't even think he wanted to match. I think he wanted to come somewhere in the middle, like you know what I mean. And so, but I also think Vince saw that you know Michaels is climbing. You know, I can I can invest in this guy. You know, I've already invested in Nash and Hall because you know Nash Nash shot up quick, and the problem with shooting up quick, as you see, with a lot of these guys like Sheamus and Cesaro and stuff, when you when they don't book them right they go up too fast and fall even faster which is not their fault it's it's you know booking and management but razor is was like the ultimate ic champ nash had all three titles at the time in a year x-pac was x-pac just a guy could work with a broomstick but i think sean had had that little bit extra and i think he's like well i'm gonna put my eggs in sean's basket and i think the other two guys understood that but i also think that they saw that sean was on the rise they wanted a little more money. They couldn't do it. So Vince probably thought, well, if I cut my losses with these guys and they go and invest in Sean, which was a smart idea. Uh, smart and not because Sean well, with his bullshit. Vince, but, did, Vince did say that. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt you. He did say he regrets not matching the offer from WCW. But the problem was 
if he matches, if he gives Nash and Hall those offers, here comes the Undertaker. Yep. Well, I want that guaranteed money. Here comes yep. Bret Hart. Well, yep. I want that guaranteed money. Here comes Shawn Michaels. I want that guaranteed money. Now those three guys are going to come and ask for the, for the amount of money that they were making, and then he couldn't afford it. No, he literally could not afford it at that time of the year. Yeah, so you got to go. You got to let yeah. him walk, and he regrets it. You got to let him walk, though. Yeah, no, you do. But it worked out in Vince's favor because, like I said, um, you had Taker was rising in his game. Um, you know, it was too early to see Triple H because. As, as much as I love Triple H, as much as I respect him, he was in the right place at the right time. Had he not been part of the clique, had he not married the boss's daughter, I, I honestly think he would have been a contender and probably a world champion, but I don't think – and this is not a slight against him, but it's the truth. I don't think he would have risen as high as he was. I, I don't know. I think he was right place, right time. And well, I, I'm going to give I think he's an opportunist. And I think yeah. he's smart, and he saw where he needed to go to get where he needed to go. So that being said, maybe he is. Maybe that's what what happened. But I I say out of all of them, <clears throat> uh, Sean number one, Razor number two, Nash number three, Kid four, and Hunter five. That's that's my assessment. Wow, you put Hunter last. Well, you put what? And just working, you mean, or um, in that in that time, the click period. And even going, see, because it's unfair because, like, if X-Pac married Stephanie, he would have been higher up. He wouldn't have been, like, whatever, but he would have been higher up. But the thing is, is, like, I, I just well, he feel... Was, he was champ before he married her. He was, but... And I know Triple H is great on the mic. He's a fantastic worker. I, I just kind of feel that... And if he wasn't Sean's buddy and he wasn't... Like, The Rock did it all on his own. The Rock just said fuck this shit i'm i'm gonna be this guy now and this is where i'm going with it austin was austin you know what i mean it's like and it was tough for triple h because it's like you know i got the rock i got austin you know and sean's done you know he he literally had to like i said triple h is smart and triple h knew where he needed to go um and like i said i'm not trying to slight him i'm not trying to knock him down i just feel that if he was under different circumstances, he would have been back to WCW, risen to mid-level, mid-card, a little above mid-card, and then back again. I don't think he would have been the game or anything like that. I, honestly, that's my opinion. I could be very wrong, but that's that's how I feel. That's why everybody but, has an opinion. Yeah. I. But that being said, on the success of him, because, you know, let's be honest, you know, he did the Dusty Rhodes thing where he booked himself. You know, in angles and stuff. And it's smart because if the money's right on him and if business is right, then he made the right decision. I'm just not, like I said, I'm not a gigantic Triple H fan. I respect him. I'm I'm a bigger fan than I used to be, but he's definitely not one of my go-to guys. Like I, I just feel I feel like he was in the right place, right time. I just that's me, you know. That's not taking away his work ethic. He is probably the hardest working wrestler there is. He's one of the smartest wrestlers there are. He's probably technically one of the best workers there are. But like I said, but then again, like I said, maybe this is how things were supposed to happen. So true. Um, instead of going through every single match, this is the match that we really used to talk about before anything. This is probably his best match ever. Um, 
I mean, it's argument's sake. Or do you have a, you have a better match than this one that comes to mind? Uh, I'm thinking. I'm thinking this is probably. And like he, him himself said, he thinks he's had better matches, but that's the one that he's always been known for. I, and you know, I, and you know what the scary thing is too. Can you name one match in WCW that really stands out as one of his best? I don't think he can. I would have to go back through. I can't remember all of that. Um, no, I can't. I'd have to go rewatch and remember because WCW got too complicated. They were they literally hired everybody and put everybody under contract like AEW is doing now. They literally tried to like throw every everybody in a match all the time. Like you would be an NWA angle here, you'd be in um, like a one of the uh, Luchador angles here, you'd be in like a Raven flock here, and it's like. You know, they, they, there was too much going on, and the NWO, of course, overshadowed it all. Of course. But, but like, there was just too much going on, and it was so confusing because unless you just focused on one person or people you liked, if you tried to keep up with everything, it was nearly impossible. And so he, was, I, he was happy being the, an outsider with Dash. Yeah. He was happy with that. Yeah. Um, I have, I'm not going to go give the people credit, but uh, their number one match is Razor vs. Sean at WrestleMania 10. Which again was something that you've never seen before. No, it was in a ladder, a ladder match for the for the IC title. Guys jumping off ladders. You know the highest we ever saw was Snooker off the cage, of course, mm. up to that up to that point, mm. uh, and Snooker off Andre the Giant's shoulders. That yep. happened a couple of times, which is pretty awesome. Um, but I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you the quick a little real quick the, the, the their, this person's list. Uh, Ramon again, number one and two, Razor versus Sean. Second okay. one is SummerSlam '95. Okay. Uh, three Diesel and Sean versus Razor and the one, two, three kid. He had four, I was four, four click members. Yeah, but before, <laughs> um, before I was trying to say that, I was gonna bring when you first brought that up. That's what I was trying to say. That's one of my favorite matches because I had, I had a tape called uh, uh, like a like a super tape or a best of, and that was one of the matches on it. It was Razor and Kid versus Sean and Diesel, and it was a phenomenal, phenomenal on the action match. in the action zone. 10 30 94. Wow. Yep. Yeah, it was on like a video, one of them videotapes that you could get. Um best of or so I can't remember what it was called, but I actually think that's one of his better matches, too. That that was trying that's what I was trying to bring in. Yeah. yeah. Uh number four, they got uh the Bash at the Beach. The famous match, that, Paul well, of course, uh, but that that itself stands alone. So it's yep. Uh, NWO versus Arn Anderson, Lex Luger, Ric Flair, and Sting and Fall Brawl. See these? Mm. I don't. I don't count these as his I best. Don't, I don't. I don't think you. No, I don't think that's no. Here's one. Here's one for you. Okay. Razor versus Rick Martell on Monday Night Raw in nineteen. That was the, that was the second one I was going to say after the tag match. I swear to God, I was trying to get. I was trying to get them out. When we were talking about him, yeah, because that was phenomenal when the a, the IC title thing was coming up. Mm-hmm. Dude, they were awesome matches with him and Rick Martel. So good. And here's an interesting one: Cowboy Bob Orton, Dick Murdoch, and Scott Hall versus Antonio Inoki, Ricky Kushu, and Kentaro Hoshoni. New and Japan, Japan World New Wrestling, nineteen eighty-eight. Wow. Never heard of that one. I have to look that one up. I think. Yeah, that was a big uh, Scott uh, Hall one, I think. Scott Hall, Kevin Nash in six versus Kevin Green, Ric Flair, and Roddy Piper. Slam Green ninety seven. Again, a lot of these matches are triple and six man, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't believe that bullshit. No, I'm not into it. 
Uh, Razor versus Bret Hart, Royal Rumble 93. That was a great match. Great match. That was I a great did, match. I, I see that as long ago. That was a great match. And again, another tag match. You know what? Fuck this website. Yeah, I think it's one uh, Ray, sure. But this was a great match. The Razor and Flair versus Savage and Perfect. Didn't that was a that great one. match. Oh, wait. That was that the uh, Survivor Series. Survivor Series. 92. It was a good match. It was a yeah. good match. It was a fun match. How do you not mention? I said if, if the the best match of any of them had when they came back to the WWF, uh, Razor versus Stone Cold at WrestleMania was a great match. That was a great match. How is that not on here? You know what? Fuck that website. <clears throat> no, nah, clearly this website's just—they're not even—they—they—they they, they don't have. There's there's no like thought involved with with doing any of this. Yeah, it's too many. It's too many tag matches, but. Like you said, they, they ended up leaving. You know, it, it, he had a great career at WWE. He didn't want to leave. He had to leave. The, the famous line is, you can either make money, you can make friends. I got to make the money now because he had a kid on the way. You know, his wife was telling him yeah. he ends up going to WCW. And and he had the greatest intro ever, probably, at least top five, where he comes to the ring during a match, which they didn't even tell the wrestlers this was happening. Didn't tell the referee this happened. Didn't tell the announcers this was happening. He comes in through the crowd, makes the famous speech. You know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. Completely changed the industry. Changed the business. I know that was a huge moment for you. It was a huge moment for me. That was that was the moment I was like, I might have to start watching wrestling again. This is extremely interesting. Yeah, because it played off as the as the invasion very very well. Yep. And and did you know? I wasn't. Were you aware that they were leaving? Because back then there was no internet. Well, the internet wasn't as powerful. Um. Yeah, I was. Um. I I knew. Because here's a here's a cool story. The WWF came to Binghamton right back then, right before he left, and I actually got to see one of Razor Ramon's last matches against Jerry the King Lawler in Binghamton. It was the main event was Vader and the Ultimate Warrior, but I got to see. Uh, I got to see uh, Razor Ramon versus uh, Jerry the King Lawler. Uh, Justin Hawk Bradshaw, who became JBL, he wrestled. I can't remember who he wrestled, but like it was a really cool card. But this was like in May, and I think he left in June or July. Like I can't remember when, but this is the end of May, and I remember it was one of Razor's very last matches because literally like a week or two later, I was watching Nitro, and. I'm hanging out and I'm watching. And all of a sudden, I see him coming through. I'm going, whoa, wait a minute here. But to answer the question, uh, yeah, I did know because I, um, you remember those hotlines you could call? Yeah, yeah. Well, I found a free one. I found an 800 one where you could call. And like, it was so cool because it was called the wrestling wrap up. And it was, dude, it was free. It was an 800 number. And every like two, three days, he would update. No, I think it was every day he had this guy had news. And he said before it happened, he said Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, or actually he said Razor Ramon and Diesel are gonna be Razor Ramon's definitely leaving and Diesel could be following him. And it was I was like, wow, no shit. And I didn't think too much about it. And then when I saw it on WCW, I was like, whoa, like this is true. But yeah, it was called the wrestling wrap-up, and it was guy's name was Cody. I can't remember his Cody Boynes or something, but he he had like I don't know if he had a dirt sheet that he read off of or but it was cool and it was an 800 it was free it was absolutely free like i said pre-internet oh the internet was around but it was very in its infancy yeah we didn't know about the the curtain call 
the nope. famous curtain call. We didn't know we, we knew there was a click, but we didn't know what the click was. We thought maybe the click was like him and you know uh, Sean and uh, Diesel had their little thing going on. But then you know, yep, nothing really paid attention to it until like I said YouTube pops out, and boom, there's the the curtain call for one and all to see. And you're like, oh yeah, what the hell is this? Yep. Again, it's the first time it ever happened. I love it, and a lot of other <clears throat> school guys hate it. One of the greatest moments in history. It happened. Care. It, it happened. happened. It was good. I, 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 uh, I think I understand they did what they did. I understand that, but I mean, it was it was a pretty it was a dick move. It was a real dick move. But I mean, the internet was bound to destroy wrestling anyway. <laughs> so I mean, lesser of two evils, and you know whatever happened to happen. But imagine being there for that. Uh, being there for that would have been incredible. That would have been incredible. What the hell's going on here? Yeah, I would. I would have loved to have been there for it. That being said, I would have loved to have been there for it. Me too. Well, like you said, Scott Hall. He he had a, he had a great career in WCW also. Uh, but the drinking was starting to come. The PTSD was starting to show its ugly little face. A lot of times, I was I was telling him before how WCW was so stupid and so bad. That they thought his on-air drinking was a storyline, and they turned it into a storyline. Yeah, his here's him and Nash, his best friend, fighting on TV about him being drunk, and like, oh, this is a great storyline. No asshole, it's not a storyline. This guy really needs help. He really needs to be, you know, he need he needs something to help him. He got a little bit of help. He cleaned up a tiny bit. And that's when they started doing the uh, NWO Silver, which yep. I thought I thought could have worked. I thought that could have worked. Maybe, yeah. yeah keep, it keep, it, keep it small. Keep it. Keep it. Bret Hart, uh, Jeff Jarrett, and and the outsiders. Maybe one more guy. I think it would have worked. Could have. Did it? I think, obviously. I think that. I wish that the end. I loved it when the NWO kept adding members, adding members, and then they had this big flock of people. It was cool. I wish that that. I mean, if it scaled back throughout the years a little bit and just had those core guys plus a few more, I wish it just stayed like that. Like when it went off to black and white and then this and then everybody was. And I know a lot of it was to do with the inner politics, the, the, the inner politics affected the booking and all this other stuff. But like, man, I WCW, as you and I have documented well now, dropped the ball on so many things back then. They could, they could have been so much better. Um. That being said, the silver had potential, man. If it was, but it's like I said, it was so watered down by then, man. It's like yeah. I was, I was almost like ashamed. Like this was the NWO was one of the greatest things in professional wrestling, and now it's just like, well, the WCW know. was watered down by then. That's why that it wasn't going to work. Yeah, it could have worked if they had a good booker. They had people knowing what the hell they were doing running that place. Yeah, that's, why, that's what I mean by I think it could have worked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Had, I agree. You had, you had four WWF guys. Yeah. You know, known for those, especially Bret Hart. Yep. I, I think it could have worked. And they didn't use Bret Hart the right way either. And we we've all of course talked not. No, about no. that. And then, yeah. And then Goldberg kicked him in the face and ruined his career, gave him a stroke. Yeah. So but, fuck Goldberg. All fuck Goldberg. <laughs> ultimately, dude, Vince Russo. I mean, uh, the the brakes were already had gone out. But Vince Russo just literally ran the gas tank out, and uh, that was what really started crashing. Because Russo, well, one, of, well, one of the best things was that these guys, you know, they were they. I'd say they were called selfish. They were called all these names, 
but they were like, I'm not working for this Russo guy. If I can stay home, I'm staying home. I think that's, I think I kind of take their side in that matter. I do too. I do Russo too was running it into the ground. Russo absolutely had no business being in charge of the company. Dude, I understand he had a few good ideas in the WWE or WWF back then. I understand that like they needed an edgier direction and, or not just that, they just needed a new direction. And Vince McMahon said, well, let's give this guy a shot. And I'm not going to say some of his stuff didn't pay off. It did. Mm-hmm. But I think Russo got too big for his britches, thought he was too small. Because he's admitted he thinks he's smarter than all the wrestlers. He thinks he's smarter than all. He thinks he's smarter than everybody. Well, now, but, and now, and now he just says, I hate wrestling. He says he hates wrestling. Oh, now he hates but wrestling, meanwhile, of course. But meanwhile, he course still he does, does wrestling podcasts. He does Dark Side of the Ring. Of course he talks he does. about wrestling, but he hates it now. No, he's a cunt. He's yes, just a yes. stupid cunt. But when Russo came over to WCW, that was the absolute worst thing I think anybody could do for that. Because that just like, I mean, I mean, they, I don't know what happened with Bischoff, really. I don't know how that whole story unfolded. But, and I know Eric was having his own troubles there. Well, don't everything. forget, a- AOL came over. Yeah, they, they kind of changed, they changed and, a lot and, of shit. And yeah. AOL said, we're, we're, we're dipping in merchandise, we're dipping in ratings, you're fired. And that's when they yeah. brought in Russo. Russo only lasted three months. They yep. got rid of him. But and don't forget, they're still on the contract. Brought brought Bischoff back. Then brought yep. remember they were working together. Yep. Bischoff and Russo had to work together, which yeah. was never going to happen. No, never going to happen. No. But all right, well, let's let's get jump ahead real quick though before we get sidetracked anymore. Uh, Scott Hall's was dealing with all his problems, dealing with all his issues. Somehow he convinced Vince that he was okay enough to come back. To, and, and that that was the big no way out moment where him Nash and Hogan came back for the first time at WWF. I thought he looked great when he first came back. Like I said, I think the match at WrestleMania that year. I mean, nothing was going to beat Hogan Rock, of course. No, but but Austin, I mean Austin Scott Hall was a phenomenal match. The only thing that would have been bigger than that was would be an Austin Hogan. Yeah. Yep. That's the only thing that would have been bigger than that. But no. I thought it was great seeing the NWO, just the three got the three, you know. And um, did HBK, Don, uh, and NWO, yeah, once, sir? Once Hogan went, 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 uh, Hogan went good. Went Hall, yellow and red, yep. Hall got fired after the plane ride from hell. Right. And he couldn't take the drinking no more. Uh, yeah, then it was just Nash. And Nash brought in Sean, X-Pac, Booker T, and the Giant. That's right. That's and then, right. then Nash blew his quad out. Yep. And then remember Vince came out like on Raw like a week later to the NWO music and said, you will never hear that fucking music ever again. <laughs> but that was a lie, of course, because he did play it a couple of years yeah. later. But but yeah, that's how that happened. Yeah. Um, but as far as Scott Hall goes, he said he was in, we talk about the famous, he was in such bad shape. This is why the universe sucks. Yeah. If anyone hasn't seen this, look it up on YouTube even, or don't look it up, one or the other. He, uh, he was booked to a show. He was in a complete mess. It was in Connecticut. It was a small town. Small I think, show. I think I think it was Massachusetts or Connecticut. One somewhere the up there. Yeah, somewhere up there in fucking car town in New England. And he uh, he was high off his ass. He was drunk off his ass. They literally had to carry him out to the ring. He couldn't talk. Couldn't take. But I mean, the fact that X. I remember X. Sean Woman said, "I would kill that promoter if I could." Yeah. And get away with it because you put my friend out there in that shape. Yeah. But it turned out to be a good thing because that was the moment where DDP came a call and Jake the Snake came a call and because Jake was a a successor of, yeah, of DDP was, Yoga. Yep. 
he changed his life, life every around. day. They, they, they basically told Scott Hall, come live at me. Changed his life around completely. Mm. And it was good to see him, man. I said this. It was so great that he recovered, got into the Hall of Fame, reunited with the clique. All five of them were back together again for the first time. Yep. Good good time had by all. Gave one of the best speeches yep. ever. Obviously had one of the greatest lines of all time, which we played. Which yep. we'll probably play it again before we're done. Uh yeah, so now and then and then we lead to this crap. This universe sticking a fucking eesh. Yeah, and you know, like I said, um culmination of probably a lifetime of you know over excess and everything. I mean, it's gonna take whether whether anybody realizes it or not, whatever you do is always gonna catch up with you. But that's not saying that Scott didn't live his life to the fullest. He had a wonderful time. He had, he was a great wrestler. He, he had a good time. He trained he, his kid. He, he trained his kid. He got to see that go in um, to circle. So it's like you know, say you know, saying he didn't have a good life, he did, and he he did the best that he could with what he had. And I don't think he had any regrets. So it's like you know, I call that a good life. You know, it's sad that he had the problems that he did, and it's sad that you know he had to go through that. I feel terrible about it, but he he made the best of it, man. He looked kept looking forward and never looked back. So, you know, you got to give it to him for that. Well, as far as I mean, is he in your top ten? Scott Hall. Scott Hall. Hundred percent. Okay, I, I would like to think so. Yeah. Hundred percent. As much as I love Nash, Nash wouldn't make. Probably wouldn't make my top, but he definitely no. would. No, he Nash wouldn't make my top ten. I don't even know if Sid would, and I'm a huge Sid fan, so. So, I don't know, but there yeah. was a this was a rough one. Not it's gonna lie, I, I I don't even want to see what uh Triple H and them look like at this point. They're probably a mess. Yeah, I know Kevin they're... Kevin Nash's tweet was fucking heartbreaking. Yep, that he sent out. Uh, so yeah, man, that's it. Rest in peace to the bad guy. You know, I we got to thank him. You know, wherever you are, Scott, thank you for giving us all those years of, of you, know, you and your wonderful self. Thank you for influencing us. Thank you for influencing me. Um, you know, I, I, I probably, I mean, he affected me being a wrestler. And, you know, he was part of it because I was a huge Razor Ramon fan. And, you know... I just always enjoyed him. He was he was he was original, like even his moves, and he was great on the mic, great and just he's a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal wrestler. I'm you know, not even not even. See, tell you what, he fooled me. I thought he was Hispanic back in the Razor days. Yeah, (laughs) the find that his name is plain old Scott Hall. I was like, really? Yeah, Scott Hall. (laughs) If I didn't already knew he was the Diamond Stud, and and if I didn't already had seen him in the AWA, I would have been like, "Whoa, man, giant Cuban." (laughs) That's great. Uh, All right. So, any final remarks before we go? Unfortunately, uh, let's hope no more of the Click members die anytime soon because I don't want to deal with that bullshit again. Um, No. Any last words, Eric? Before we before we sign off into the great beyond. No, uh, great show. Uh, Steve, like I said, thanks again, boss, for putting that beautiful video together. Um, like I said, you and I have been talking all day. This is, I mean, I, I knew without even before we discussed it that we were going to do a tribute show to him. And I'm just so glad we got to do it and got to get it together. I wore I wore the black and white for the bad guy because I don't have a Razor Ramon shirt, which I do want to get. Um, 
yeah, I mean, for the great show, rest in peace, Scott. All our best to your family. Uh, and then the wrestling fans, I mean, you know, hey, I we feel what you feel. We're this one kicked us in the gut, so um, yeah, definitely let, let's uh, let's try to keep Scott here all the time, keep him in your heart, keep him in your head. And I agree, man. He was, just remember, he was a great man and he was a human being. I agree 100%. Well, there's nothing else to say after that. Um, we'll be, of course, we'll be back hopefully next week. We'll get back on track with our WrestleMania countdown. WrestleMania is fast approaching tonight, and uh, which we'll see the return of Stone Cold Steve Austin, which everyone's, I'm sure, is which greasing up I am the awaiting for. Baited, <laughs> I am awaiting with bated breath. I was even telling Lauren today when we were uh, in the car. I said, I can't wait for WrestleMania. I cannot wait because I told I, I was saying that her, would be a didn't... great weekend for you to come here. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I don't know. It's Dude, I will tough. call your boss and fucking smack him down Razor Ramon style. <laughs> Tell him Eric's got to have off that weekend for WrestleMania. Hey, come here. We should fucking watch it. We should. Two we nights. Should. Let me see Two what nights. I can do. Two nights. Let me see what it, but, but I was telling Lauren, like, she, I said, you don't understand the impact that this is going to have, like, Steve Austin is returning in Dallas, Texas. The, the that place is literally going to the pop collapse. It's going to collapse. Gonna be ridiculous. It's going to be absolutely ridiculous, and it's going to be. I do not want to miss that moment. I don't. I hate using that word like moment, but I want to see this match. I want to see Austin. I want to see the impact. And Bambi wants to help me smack down your boss. Well, she's more than welcome to. <laughs> and then, and then Frank says we should throw a toothpick at him. <laughs> yeah, good, good idea, Frank. That'll work. Uh, yeah, Rose. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Day one, day two, blah blah blah. I'm, I just want to see that pop. That pop is going to be out of control. Raul, real quick, is Austin and Owen? Or do you know Tim? Are Austin and Owen on day one or two? I'm pretty sure it's one. So that'd be Saturday. Now, the only thing, Eric, there's one thing you should know, though. As of right now, they're not listing it as a match. It's just a They're appearance. listing it as an appearance. Uh, he's going to be on the KO show. Of okay. course, I have if that's you know, that's not going to last. No. That's not going to last. Raul does say no. day one. I thought I knew I was day one. But he is listed as only appearing on the KO show. But he that's never going to just be. He's not doing cardio and lifting weights just to do a goddamn no. Talk show appearance, and I've seen small snippets. He's he's in pretty good shape. Yeah, Steve is for fifty-seven or whatever he is. Yeah, he looks good. He looks good. Oh, uh, so let's get to the rundown going on tomorrow. I do. We do have put it in the books. Is back. They're back full time. Baseball is back. Followed Baseball by Granny's Beach Tea. Granny's Beach uh, Tea Thursday. I don't think we have anything going on. Um, I think Ashley, our new member of PCT, is she, is she shooting for this Thursday? I don't know if it's this Thursday, but I know she mentioned that she could fill the Thursday slot. So I believe the Disney show um, is going to be starting up soon on Thursdays. So, sweet. All right, yep. so we'll look forward to that. Make sure you look forward to that. That's the uh, sky skyline view. Skyline review. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's with Ashley. That's going to be a good show. And yep. of course, Friday night, this guy, this guy over here, and this guy right here, and this guy over here. We'll be back for another ridiculous right episode of the A to Z program. You know, and you know what I figured out, Steve? The boss torments us so much, but I secretly think it's because we're that's his favorite show. I really do. I, I a, honestly I agree with you. I'm not gonna I'm not I, gonna I'm not gonna lie. I think it is. I really do. But uh yeah, this week we're just gonna have a little bit of fun. We're gonna go over some uh we're gonna talk a little more about Scott Hall. We're gonna talk a little bit about uh uh 
you know, the happenings in the world. And we might have a little surprise for you this week. We might bring back a few uh, AZ classics. So you might want to tune in. See what Tim and I have up our sleeve. I always love the classics, Eric. You know. Oh yeah. Well, Tim, this one's specifically one of our calling cards. So nice. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for watching. Everyone in the comments, thank you very much for joining us. Of course, we appreciate you all. Uh, share us out. Spread the love. Spread the word. Spread the uh, love. Get, spread get, the us, word. get us out there. Uh, don't forget, we are everywhere. We are on Facebook. We are on YouTube. We are on Spotify. We are on everywhere you can listen to a podcast. We are there. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Like all our Facebook pages, Twitter, Instagram, your mother's ass. We are literally everywhere. <laughs> Subscribe to all of them. Especially your mother's ass, because that's especially a good one. your mother's ass, <laughs> and if not, your sister's ass. Exactly. All right, guys. Uh, Eric, it's a rough week. It kind of sucks, but I think we did our we did our, our man Scott Hall a little bit of justice today. We and did. I, it's good. To, it's good to get it out of us to talk about it. So it's going to make us, you know, it's therapeutic. You know. I agree, hundred percent. Uh, yes, yeah, so thank you all for the comments. It's pretty awesome. Uh, Frank, uh, day one, day one is uh, KO show with Austin. Day one. Yep. That'll be day Saturday one. night. So day yeah. One. Uh, yeah, everyone, thank you again. Thank you very much. And look, watch this, Eric. We have our new we have a new way to end the shows now. I told the boss he should put it up there. We're gonna end oh, with good. our new our new 3D graphic. Oh our, our fun little 3D graphic. But I'm also we gotta do it. I don't care if we get fined. I don't care what happens. We're playing out to this song. Find us if you want to. Exactly. Because if something happened to the gold, something's gonna happen to you, Chico. Take care, everybody.